Welcome to the Mediators Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. It's been another week of uh, teaching. I always... <laughs> I think I'm going to start... <laughs> I, I just... Whatever. Okay, let me start this over again. <laughs> no, it's good. Keep it going. I like this. No? Okay. Let's I always again. think I, I have that. something to get into. Here's what I want to talk about. Uh, we recently had, of course, we're still... A lot of... Uh, parts of the world are still under lockdown, various degrees of lockdown or whatever you want to call it because of the pandemic, because we're not going outside. And one of the things that's been obviously affected is movie theaters. Um, and we are not getting our movie theaters back, unfortunately. Our, our leaders, our provincial leaders said that movie theaters are not opening yet in Manitoba. And that um, prompted a really uh, angry response from the movie theater owners. They're pretty upset about this whole thing. What do you think? They issued a statement. Yes. I, I don't it? think I've ever seen that before. Well, I mean, I, I okay. So, land. There's two two main theater companies, right? There's Landmark, who I guess is. Well, I guess that's not your former employer because it was different back then, right? Yeah, you it for was. The, you worked for the Town Eight, which is currently owned by Landmark. But what was it owned by it, back then? It was Cineplex. Okay, Cineplex, and then yeah. Cineplex is the other company, which is it's, it's ironic because it used to be the movie theaters that are now Cineplex used to be famous players. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I, I, and for years, I didn't realize there was a difference. I didn't realize that it, they'd been taken over. <laughs> I just thought no. famous players. That's what we it's call the same them. crap. It's the same crappy popcorn. It's all the same. Nothing changes. So, uh, but the, and so both um, Landmark and Cineplex have kind of fed back. I, I heard an interview with with the uh, local owner of a Landmark Theater. I think it was Grant Park uh, talking about this. And again, the the Cineplex um, um, CEO or whoever spoke out about this as well. Um, they're saying, you know, like theaters are just as safe, if not safer than restaurants. That's kind of their basis of comparison and retail a little bit as well. Cause they're allowing 50% capacity in retail. Now they're allowing 50% capacity in restaurants, but they're not allowing theaters to open at all. So why do you think that is? Well, they also, in their statement, make the claim that what's different about it is everybody's facing the same direction. True. Whereas, whereas in restaurants, you're facing each they're other. They're not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sorry, what was your question again? What, what, what is your like? Um, do you think they should be open right now? I don't uh, like. Let me put it this way: um, we're going to be talking about Justice League in today's yeah. show. Um, I don't want to go to a theater to see that. I don't want. I don't want to go. I, I mean, I can't think of a movie that I would like to rush out and go to the theater to see. So, I, I mean, I'm in the boat of, hey, open, close, do whatever you want, but I'm not coming until there's a movie that I actually I'm interested in. I and, I, see, and I, what do you want to see? I want to see Godzilla versus Kong. Oh God, it's gonna, gonna be terrible. Be, you gotta see that on the big screen, though. Those movies, those big spectacle movies, I, I really like to see in the theater. And I feel like with the promotion of this movie, and we're seeing like the the advertising seems quote unquote normal to me. Like it seems more like it was before. So now that I'm seeing, although they are including, for example, Godzilla versus Kong is one of the ones uh, Warner Brothers, which is they are releasing it on the HBO Max thing at the same time. I don't know if we're gonna get that one or not. This is the funny part: is that we don't know. It seems a bit arbitrary. Like the the Justice League, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League was released on Crave here in Canada at the same time as in the U.S., but some of these are not going to be released at the same time. So I don't know. I, I feel like my only chance to see Godzilla, like I will see it eventually if it's not the theaters aren't open. I would just like to go see it in the movies. I want, I miss going to the movies, and I think I don't think there's any reason they should be shut down. Well, um, Black Widow is coming to Disney Plus as a premium. I saw that. Uh, Yes, so there, so that's happening, and I knew that was gonna, that was only a matter of time. But they're they, also they releasing in the theater that. at the same time. They're finally giving it a theatrical release, yeah, and and releasing it on premium premium Disney Plus, right? 
What's well, at this point, I think Scarlett Johansson is like 10 years older than she was when she shot that, <laughs> shot the movie. Like you gotta, you gotta get that movie out at a certain point, right? Like, yeah. let's get that thing go. What's weird about it is that, um, we're now starting to see things in the MCU that, that, that I think are supposed to take place after Black Widow. Well, obviously Black Widow is a, a flashback. It's gotta be a flashback, right? Because, uh, yeah. uh, it's, she's dead. <laughs> because she's laying on a rock. She felt she jumped off a cliff to save. Uh, I don't again. I'm still not clear on how that works. I'm just I'm just gonna say that I'm not out of all the Avengers stuff. The one thing that really does not make any sense is like how jumping off this cliff gets you the the stone, right? Like how does that work? So no, and I uh, no, and I I also think that Anakin Skywalker or Ben Solo could just breathe life into her, <laughs> and uh, right. she's back kind yeah. of thing. I I and it, that it would not even surprise me if somehow something that happened in the past uh, makes her like the last shot of the Black Widow movies, her opening her eyes, right? Yeah. In the, in the, in the, but, uh, in the thing, like, she, like they're not gonna, she just wanted a break. That's all <laughs> she right? wanted. Scarlett well, Johansson I, I, wanted just, yes, just like, just like Captain America. He needed a break. So he's going to go shoot his art house crap films that nobody goes to see. He's going to leave the public discussion and then he'll be like, Oh, I missed the fame. I used to have, Chris Evans? Well, no, Captain America. Well, he's Chris Evans. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> I think he's done. I don't think we're not. Well, there's lots of Chris's. Right, Chris. Yeah. Oh, we are. We are. You think so, eh? Okay. No, he'll be back. Right. Oh, See. please. The guy well, can I mean, travel through time now, we've established. Yes, that's true. Right? And yeah, <laughs> so and then, come on. I mean, I mean, what we've learned is that they can really write anybody back into this anyway. But I think, anyway, what I was going to say yeah, originally oh. was that uh, we're, we're, we have to kind of, the M is kind of this thing that that kind of, like everything is meant to come out at certain times and it all works together. So I'm sure there are going to be things in the, in the, um, in the uh, Black Widow movie that uh, will tease future parts of the MCU. They always do that. But I think they're getting to a point where those things might be coming out before, this, before Black Widow does. We, uh, we have to keep releasing these things. And I think they finally kind of said, okay, it's now or never. We got to put this out. Yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, in terms of... Um movie theaters opening once again like i like the choice i i think that this forcing them to adopt a business model in which there's a choice is going to be interesting and i think it will just like online school i think uh, some degree of it will will be around forever now and i think some degree of, of um movies being released on both we're going to see that too with a with the premium price uh, like on Disney Plus, for instance, like I think that's going to be that's going to be a standard format. I don't mind that format because if I can see um, Rogue Squadron when it comes out, the day it comes out on Disney Plus for 30 bucks, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I would do that, too. That that to me sounds like a great deal. And, and it, because obviously you would spend more than that going to. But at the same time, there is something to be said about the theatrical experience. I got to say, I still love that. I still like the big sound, big picture popcorn that whole thing i i really really love that and i still gonna want to do that i do think that again maybe we can talk about this in more depth in a future episode but it's gonna result in a shrinking of the of the industry i think we're gonna see less theaters and um and yeah. maybe um not open as much maybe they're just open on weekends instead of during the week i think they're gonna see something like that or they'll make better use of that space during the week than they are because i mean nobody goes to the movies really during the week at all except for tuesdays because that's a special night or they just make it like put the tuesday special on every weeknight i mean that, that would be fine as well but i think it's gonna it is gonna lead to some shutting down of movie theaters i, I i'm worried that the town will not survive this uh boy the town your, your old uh, workplace the town has survived uh, lots of things i don't even know i i, I but when i worked there i didn't know what the profit 
how they could possibly be turning a profit because they had an army of ushers and concession people that were working there at well, that was yeah. back in the day. That was back in the heyday of yep. theaters, right? Where you had like so many people there to help you, you know, get your popcorn and your snacks and help you find your seat and, yes. you know, all that kind of stuff. They just don't have any of that stuff anymore. No, it was an army of people. And the town cinema also was the first to charge $3 movies or whatever. And that was Monday or it was, I think, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think. Yeah. And so, so talk about like, I don't know. I don't know. They were paying lots of salaries. We're all making minimum wage at the time, but still when you're, and those are smaller theaters. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even know then what the business model was. Everybody who went to that movie theater was pretty much disappointed by the presentation because there was only one, one out of eight theaters was like a normal theater. And every other one was like some variation of what TVs look like now. (laughs) Well, it's, it's actually, this is, okay, we're definitely going to have to come back to this because I think there's a lot to say about that. And that theater in particular has a great history. And really what might be working for it is its location because it's really the only movie theater yeah. in downtown Winnipeg. That's crazy. That's crazy. That and that's it is the crazy case. considering, yeah. So that's why I propose we're going to talk about in a future episode, all the other theaters downtown yeah. and kind of what, what that used to be like. Cause that was a great, like you used, there were so many different movie theaters downtown. It was awesome. By the way, I want to say one more thing, Kong versus Godzilla. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Dan, and I'm going to tell you that Kong wins. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they seem to be setting that up, and it's weird because Godzilla has kind of been the good guy in the other two movies that they've done, like the, the other yeah. two newer Godzilla movies. So, and they make it like, oh, he's fighting off Mothra, and oh, actually, no, Mothra is a good guy too. Um, I don't remember any other monster names. Anyway, that that, um, but now they're kind of setting him up to be the bad guy, and Kong is going to be the good guy, which I, doesn't seem to fit what I would think. And the other thing is that anyway, whatever, we'll get into it later. No, we'll I think about it when it comes out. But here, but I think for foreign markets, you can only have Kong win if we then say Godzilla's had babies. Oh no, right. that's how the yeah, movie they, ends. They have to, yeah, yeah, right. right. They they're a big fan of Godzilla overseas. Right. Sure. So so yeah. get ready. I think I think we just figured out where the film's going. You don't have to go to the theater to see this thing. Ah, uh, it's gonna and, be but, good though. It's gonna be so good in the theater. That those previews look terrible, Dan. Come on. Do you like those previews? They look <laughs> the part, awful. Yeah, when, when when he goes to punch him and he's like, oh. it's like two exciting. two claymation puppets having a slap fight. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, who's going to see this? And I, I never thought that, that you, Dan, would be one of the people who's excited to see, to see that. Yeah, honestly, I don't mind those. I, don't, I like kaiju movies. I like the category. Oh. I like big monster movies. Uh, but, and I don't mind those last two Godzilla movies. I think they're okay. They're, they're not great. They're not the best. Um, but there have been like dozens and dozens of Godzilla movies. I've seen most of them, I think. And the, 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 the quality is, there's a wide spectrum of quality in these films. So it's okay if it's not the perfect movie. dark among the stars the god is dead i had a dream almost like a premonition i think there's an attack coming my lord this world will fall Okay, let's talk about the Snyder Cut and and the larger subject of, I guess, re-releasing movies in a, like a director's cuts, changing films after they've already been released to release a different version of a film, which really seems to be kind of something that is unique to movies and film. It doesn't really happen with books. 
Can you think of any examples from books or TV or any other medium in which this happens where the creator will go back and redo it and release it again? Yeah. Uh, how about um, uh, Harper Lee uh, released uh, the original draft of To Kill a Mockingbird. Remember that? I don't remember that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> in her later years, she was an older woman. Okay. And um, I'm not sure how it all went down. It was controversial when it went down. But she released the first draft of the book, which was um, I, which I actually have, but have not read yet. It's on my like to read list. Years later, it's still on my to to read list. Um, so I think that might be the only literary version that I can think of of that. Is do you know if there's significant differences between the two versions, or is it just apparently yeah. there is? Apparently there like okay, Atticus Finch isn't the. Um, I don't think he's as likable a guy as he is in the later in the later book i believe well, i mean uh, maybe it's a, a reaction to the film version of that as well right because there was uh, gregory peck was atticus finch in the film version yeah. and he he made it quite a likable character in the, in the film um yeah. okay but let's talk about those so, so the first time i ever encountered this that i that i can remember was probably the blade runner um oh. uh thing right that's kind of the most widely known um occasion of yeah. this so you know the story goes that you know the, the studio did not like the open-ended um kind of mysterious ending that that ridley scott had originally planned which is the cut to black which is we, we got in the director's cut so they released a version this is how the story goes they released they wanted a more open-ended happy ending so what they did is they took a scene a shot from the shining uh Ridley Scott was friends with Stanley Kubrick and Stanley Kubrick was shooting the shining at the time and there's a shot of the car driving through the mountains yeah as like in the shining it's as they're driving to the the hotel um the Overlook Hotel and so they took just that shot of driving through the mountains and they just put a little voice over it and and Harrison Ford saying by the way what's her face didn't die <laughs> that was the that was the re reveal and and it was oh so all these replicants are supposed to die but sean young's character does not and that way they lived happily ever after that's kind of seems to be what's implied in the theatrical release of director's cut of, of blade runner but then really scott didn't like that version because it wasn't his original vis vision so they re-released i think it was in the 90s a director's cut and that was one of the first directors i was the first director's cut that i'd ever seen i How thought of you? two more i thought of two more um uh francis ford coppola redid he did apocalypse now redux um, right. i didn't see that version um i saw it and it is significantly different um it's still long as can be there's one uh one completely new scene in it or what that was shot and left out of the original movie um and the other one and this might be the more appropriate comparison is um oh richard donner the director of superman he directed superman 2 and then they uh, brought in Richard Lester, who finished it because because uh, Richard Donner wasn't getting along with the um, um, with the owners of the movie. And then um, later on, Richard Donner re-edited the film the way he had intended it. But because Christopher Reeve was no longer with us, he had to use um, test footage instead of uh, footage they actually shot. And um, I bought that DVD and and watched it. And you can unfortunately the scenes aren't weren't finished. So you sort of have to like imagine what it would have been like if they could have finished the film. But, um, but I think that might be, and I think that was because of um, fan demand as well. Though by the time it finally came out, I think people had kind of forgotten about it. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned fan demand because that is exactly why this Snyder cut this of the justice league fans wanted it um and and just just to kind of remind everybody of what happened the um zach snyder was in the process of of directing uh justice league his family suffered a tragedy he had to leave immediately and go take care of this this thing that happened and 
they brought Joss Whedon in to finish it up. And so there were a number of scenes, not a ton of scenes, I don't think, but I don't know for sure. Um, but there was, you know, some writing that had to be uh, fixed up, some some dialogue and, and some scenes that had to be uh, directed. Uh, and Joss Whedon took care of that. But it was still Zack Snyder's film. It still had his name on it, right? Remember uh, when um, those two guys were taken off the solo movie and then Ron Howard was brought in? Yeah. But he did enough of it that they, those guys' names were not on the movie. They were like executive producers or something like that, but they were not credited as directors or writers because their work was overturned, I guess, or, or redone yeah. uh, by Ron Howard. But in this case, I don't think that that's what happened. Most of it was still Zack Snyder's work in that first version of Justice League. Yeah, uh, and and I don't know. I don't have a sense of how much actually got completed either. I don't know, but but uh, all I do know is that I saw the original film and I hated every minute of it, and uh, and so did everybody, I guess, right? <laughs> well, no, not not everybody, because there is a face for it. Right? That that's what surprised me. I didn't like it either. It's not. It's not. And, and it's funny that you said that because you know how like you know on Facebook how it says like four years ago you did this or whatever. Yeah. Like it shows your memories of Facebook. Four years ago today. Uh, the trailer was released for the original Justice League. Did you see that too? Um, no. And I saw, I, I wrote, uh, four years ago today on Facebook, I wrote, and my hopes are brought up once again. Uh, because uh, my hopes were brought up for the uh, for the Superman movie, Man of Steel, and I was disappointed in that one. And I was disappointed in Justice League. I just think they were not as good uh, movies as it could have been. Now, I have to also be fair and say that I am not necessarily a DC fan. Like, I did not grow up. I grew up more being a Marvel fan DC was there, like Superman and Batman were the only two DC characters I was really familiar with. And I certainly was not familiar with the Justice League as a whole, right? Uh, so there is that as well. But I will say that, um, yeah, the first version of it was not great. It was, it was, there was a lot wrong with it. Uh, not just, not any one thing. I think there was a couple of different issues that I had with it. Yeah. I, hey, there's many issues. Hey, by the way, um, that feeling of disappointment you had, remember it after you you go see Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, stop. Stop with that. <laughs> hey, in four years from now, you could get another notification about a film that so, you're excited to see. Oh, I should, you know what else? I should see, <laughs> I should see um, the original Rotten Tomatoes scores on Justice League because that will tell us a lot. Oh, yeah. Have a look. 2017 Justice League came out and um, where's it say? 40, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, that's what that one is. So that shows you, right? That was the, that was the reception, but all the fans, all the DC fans and the Snyder fans kind of got together and they, they wanted to them to release a Snyder cut. They wanted Zack Snyder to come back to it and release his vision of what the movie was. Cause he didn't get to finish it. So I think in this case, it's okay that he did come back to it. It says 40% on critics, but the audience score is 71%. So it does show that there's a, there is a fan base here, right? And that fan base asked for the Snyder Cut and they got it. Sorry, Sorry was that last amount that you, that you said uh, Snyder Cut rating? No, that was for the original, the original. Oh, should I look it up? For oh, the for Snyder the original. Cut? Yeah. Yeah, but don't forget there's always the big bump the opening weekend when everybody lies to themselves and says they like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's every film now. It's every single film. And then two days later, it's like, what a piece of garbage. Like, and even Wonder Woman. So here's here's comparison. Zack Snyder's Justice League has 73% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics and 95% 95% audience score. So that shows that this version of people, people like this version way better than the original. Oh, because they wanted to like it more. You think so? Come on. Cuz we we haven't talked about well, we haven't talked about our experience yet, but, well. <laughs> but I think 
here's the, but here's the problem. If you go, I demand this, I want this, I demand this, I want this. And then the thing comes out and you go, what a piece of garbage. Then it's like, okay, we'll never give you anything you demand or want ever again. So you have to go, oh, that's what I wanted. Oh, you gave me what I wanted. I'm so happy. You gave me what I wanted. But I think really it's, I can't, I, I don't believe those scores to tell you the truth. I believe well, that, 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 that that's how those scores came to be but I don't believe those are um, legitimate. Everybody, wow, everybody loves this. It's like for one for the ages, you know? I don't believe it. Well, I do think that Zack Snyder has has um, built his own fan base and there are there is a quite a large group of people who do like his work. Um, certainly, uh, you know, he came on the scene with like 300, I think was his first major film and which was a very good movie. I really enjoyed that one. And that yeah. what was good about it was the style of it, right? The style, the slow motion fighting and all that cool stuff. But then he kind of did that for every other movie he's ever done, in my opinion. Like, I just feel like it's more the same yeah. in a lot of ways. And and that continues with Justice League. The joke that I've been hearing over and over again is why don't we check out all the slow motion and see how much that cuts down on the movie length? Because it's like half the movie yeah, is there's slow that. motion. Uh, but for us, for our experiences now, you told me, you tell me what you told me, say what you told me about uh, your experience. I don't know what, what, just what, how much I watched. Is that what yeah. you want to know? Where do, uh, how far did you make it well, into the movie? Let, well, I was going to say, let's start, let's start this way. And that is, okay, four hours and two minutes. We need That's that extra two minutes on the four hour mark. That is the two, it's those extra two minutes that broke me. When I just saw the total, four hours and two minutes. The straw that broke the camel's back is those two minutes, okay? Draw, forget it. You just see those two minutes sitting there. You're like, oh, God. Um, and so that's to start with. The second thing I just want to float here right at the beginning of this discussion is what else could you do with those four hours? What other shows could you watch? What other movies? What? How might you help planet Earth in those four hours? You know? It just seemed, this is a big ask. Just looking at that home screen is a giant ask. Yeah. I would yeah. suggest. I found, uh, I saw a funny TikTok uh, from somebody who said, my boyfriend, uh, I, I promised my boyfriend I would give it a chance. And then they show them start the movie. And you know how like the DC graphic comes up with all the superheroes, like that DC yeah. like opening, just like Marvel does. She's like, can you pause it? And the guy's like, you got to give it more of a chance than that. And, but she paused it because she wanted to see like how long it was. And it, she paused it and then zoomed in on the runtime. And that is, I think that is a huge barrier. I think honestly, if yes. you make a movie that long, it's a huge barrier. You're not going to be gaining any new fans this way, right? No. So this is a movie for the existing fans only. That's not going to be, there's no going to be any new Justice League fans jumping on board with this because it's just too long. Didn't we hear uh, before this was released that this was going to be a, a four or five part series? Remember that? It was going to be a series. Yeah, that would have been better. Or you could do the Kill Bill route and make a part one and part two, that kind of thing. Like, there's different yeah. things you could do here to make it just a four-hour movie. And, and I mean, okay, so granted, I haven't actually seen it. I only made it up to, you said you made it up to the point which uh, he meets Iron Man, which is like 10 minutes no, in, No, Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh, sorry, Iron Man. That's not 10 minutes. <laughs> that's not 10. That's like half well, an hour, isn't it? Oh, no, no, because I made it half an hour and I checked. I Maybe it was just oh. right after that scene. Maybe it was right after the Aquaman scene because I made it up to the point where the cube or whatever this thing is the mother box i can't remember what they yeah. call it it's like the cube it's the it's the MacGuffin, basically of the whole movie it it's in the the part where it's in like it's at the place where wonder woman comes from it's at her island yeah. and it's in this no that's temple. before aquaman oh is it okay then i have yeah, yeah. you made it further <laughs> than i did you made it further. what do you mean he goes into the bar and talks to aquaman before that or is that like before aquaman makes his no. appearance 
Are you talking about the part where they have the chase on the Amazon Island where they're shooting? The, they have the thing attached to arrows and they're shooting at each. No, I didn't see that part. I, oh, yes. <laughs> I, I'm talking about the part in the bar early on the movie in the bar where, where Ben Affleck goes to to as Bruce Wayne to try and recruit uh, Aquaman's character. And then he says no, basically. And then they all sing. Did you get that part where they all sing as he walks away? That was yes. weird. That was and an addition. About- Okay, and and um, where Aquaman stands on the cliff, and Nick Cave, Nick Cave in the Bad Seed song, "There Is a Kingdom" is playing. I was like, "This is garbage." I said to myself, <laughs> I, I, "I, I, like, I really, I." Oh, and not just that. The fir- my first inkling of I hate this was the CGI horses, the CGI yeah. horses that were running around, and I was like, "There is no, it like, it's no more." Um, it, it feels no more realistic than if it were an animated feature or claymation or something else. I just thought it just looks so, I mean, I don't expect CGI to look completely realistic, but I almost thought it like aired on the side of cartoony. Well, I think the, the Marvel movies have set a bar for CGI that, that all, the, all other similar movies need to hit. If you want to be right. taken seriously as a superhero film, you need to have as good as effects as any Marvel movie. Right. And there were, those are all very, very good. And I would say, and, and that was one of the issues I had with Justice League. The first time I saw it, I thought the CGI wasn't good. I didn't think um, Steppenwolf, the bad guy Steppenwolf. And by the way, every time I hear that, I hear, I think of uh, Born to be Wild. I think of the band Steppenwolf. So, and I, I know that these are all characters that exist in the DC universe. But again, this is part of the reason why I don't like the DC universe, because it's not realistic. <laughs> Uh, um, honestly, the, the difference between Marvel and DC, Marvel is based on real types of people and real characters, whereas DC is not. These are not realistic situations at all. And that's part of the problem with the films, I think, overall. But yeah, yeah uh, and, and so for Justice League, um, the CGI on Steppenwolf was bad on the, on the like, just the creatures that, that fly at them. All the little henchmen, all the little things that the, the cannon father that just get killed and yeah sure that happens in marvel movies too it's my least favorite part of marvel movies but it it does happen but it just does not look as good in this film and i could definitely tell that it's cgi if i'm sitting there going that's cgi then it's not good enough and the other thing is the other unfortunate thing is it's the same story as the last avenger as avengers endgame it's the same story where it's like the uh instead of i mean basically they might as well just call that other guy thanos that dark dark side they, they, yeah, that's he's like Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. Right. And and okay, let me just summarize. He has basically the there the boxes are infinity stones. He I and, and please help me out with this. He's he invaded planet Earth in the past, uh, and he tried to destroy it, but then was turned away and he forgot where he left the boxes, I guess. I assume so that, yeah. He, yeah, so he forgot. That that's where he lost the boxes and now he's been searching for them. He's been searching the universe for where he left those boxes. That's, yeah. Is that correct? I think that's about it. And, and what, part of the issue with this is that um, now the opportunity here, in addition to improving the CGI in the film, the other opportunity was to stretch out the story so that it makes more sense. Because uh, right. one of my issues with it, and this was more of an issue with the entire DC extended universe strategy was that they were not taking the time to tell the stories one like they were just rushing it out they're trying to get to the avengers too quickly right whereas marvel had uh the uh, couple of iron man movies captain america thor they had like four or five movies out before the first avengers movie so they built up to it whereas dc had one superman movie uh they had a bunch of batman movies but not with with batfleck in it it was just different different batman uh one superman man of steel one wonder woman 
And I think that was it at that point. They hadn't. Oh yeah, Batman versus Superman was the other one. Batman versus Superman was like the sequel to Man of Steel. So this is kind of like this. This is like so they're saying this is like Zack Snyder's trilogy of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and um and Justice League. That's the Snyder DC trilogy, I guess, right? And again, there's a huge fan base for it, but I'm not one of those people. Well, and how about the idea that I mean, the parts of the Marvel movies that we make the most fun of are like. Oh, apparently Peter Parker goes with his team to the museum. I'm like, yeah, we know, we know, we know. Like, don't waste any time on that. And Justice League has got, uh, it's got a bloody origin for everybody. And and uh, part of, while, while I was watching it, I was thinking, oh God, I haven't even seen Cyborg yet. And like, ima- just imagine that guy's backstory. I'm like, I can't take it. I can't do it. I can't sit here watching Origins um uh for these superheroes that i just i'm not interested in the backstory or already know what it is and uh yeah, just talk yeah, about torture right. so, i mean like, again uh, they, what they what they could have done instead of spending that time setting up all these characters that we already know about um they should have been um maybe giving more information about about uh, dark side and steppenwolf and all this other crap um because that's the, the thing is what they what they you know again they they parsed it out very in smaller doses in Marvel, in those those films, a little bit each movie about the Infinity Stones, a little bit, and there's none of that. That's the problem: is that none of these movies leading up to this had anything to do. Dark Side is not mentioned in any of those other movies, so so that's the issue: is that they did not have, they didn't have the the plan that Marvel did, and so but they tried well, they to did. mimic what Marvel Marvel did, and then they didn't do it well. Yeah, they did have a dead Superman. Yeah, they did have that. How is it? By the way, did you film. check his lip? I didn't check his lip. Is it the lip better? No. Is the it's, lip well? Apparently, enough? it is. So I've okay. re- I've read enough to to know that it is better. And because that's all I remember from the first Justice League is basically that guy's face. That guy's yeah. like, like what a space angel where they put the mouth on top of the thing. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Like about that good. <laughs> it was about that good. And so that's all I remember from the first one. So I mean, good. I'm glad they improved that. But holy, like I still. Uh, like I, I still don't think. I mean, maybe I'll make it to the end one day. I'll just watch like 15 minutes at a time for the next 10 years or something, and I'll make it to the end of this four-hour extravaganza. But I, but I, as I was watching, it, I was thinking like anybody who's watching this should probably just watch Lawrence of Arabia, watch something you've never seen before, watch watch a classic, a long classic movie. You watch the Deer Hunter, Ben Hur. Yes, Ben Hur, the Deer Hunter. Like there are some incredibly some incredible movies that are long and not this long that aren't even this long that are considered to be long movies. Mm-hmm. And if especially if you've already seen the original Justice League, I just don't see there being enough in this film. But then again, we both gave up not too long. Not and too neither of us are real it, fans. But... Like to be honest, right. there are there are fans. And one of the another common TikTok I've seen is that people like the 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 meme is that people will go like get up from watching the, the Zack Snyder's Justice League and they go to their shelf and they take their copy of the old Justice League and they throw it in the garbage. <laughs> like they that's that's the thing. Like fans of the original movie love this one better. And I guess that's all that really was intended, right? That's really yeah. all they were trying to do. So, but the other thing is, when when this has done, been done in the past, oftentimes it's a marketing gimmick. Um, it's a try. It's a it's a way to sell the same movie twice. I think in a lot of cases, who knows what goes through George Lucas's mind when he's improving these? He just seems wants to kind of like keep improving things in Star Wars. As every time it's released, it seems they've improved something else about it. Um, but people did initially like the idea of the special edition when they came up with the special edition. I think mostly because they just wanted to see it in the theaters again. Yeah, that's just right. That's just it. That's what that was the big push, seeing it in theaters again. But that's at a time when 
there was no home streaming and home video was pretty weak. Like that was and we the had whole no push. Star Wars either. We had no new Star Wars right. content. So, and there was, that was not in the cards. Like we didn't know there was anything coming, I think at that time. So that was, that was why that was accepted differently. But today, like, I don't agree with most of those changes. I don't like most of those changes uh, in those movies, um, especially the dance, the singing scene in, in Return of the Jedi. I really can't stand that one. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like, that's just, but is it the prerogative of the, of the director? Like does he gets to do it because he's George Lucas, right? That's the that's Well, the I think the, da- the dangerous precedent here is online fanboys or fans, fanboys mostly probably. And uh, just like banding together to, to, and even with the movie studio saying, no, we're never going to do it. And then actually having it happen. That to me is a terrible precedent. Well, what else? What's next? What's next? Yes. And so now you're just going to demand, throw out the last Star Wars trilogy, throw it out. And, uh, and uh, Disney's like, no, we will never throw out that trilogy. And then at, like, what, a year later, we, guess what? We threw it out. <laughs> like, that's the problem. Now anything's on the table. Any wish, crazy wish fulfillment that you want for your, the franchise that you follow is now on the table. And I just think that's, I don't know. I like, hey, there's good movies and there's bad movies. But I think this whole idea, like I'm going to demand that they keep editing it until I deem it to be good. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. There can't be any winners in that, can there? No, I don't think so. And I think it just shows kind of how uh, entitled we feel now because, or how entitled people feel. Because again, when this stuff happened back in the day, we just kind of accepted it. Like when Blade yeah. Runner was released, I don't think there is anybody out there clamoring for the director's cut of Blade Runner because they didn't know. They didn't know that it wasn't the version and that kind of stuff. We're much more aware of that now than we used to be as far as what goes on in the studios and what happens behind the scenes and when people get fired and, and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah we're i don't know i mean i would never have demanded it i'm, I'm and even as a star wars fan who didn't like that new trilogy for the most part i'm not going to demand a new version of it because it's done it's over with let's see what's next yeah. that's my, my they made opinion. it yeah they made it let's over and, let's yeah. and so but here's what i want and i, I do want to say that you know i do sympathize with zach sanders situation i don't want to make fun of any of that personal uh it was oh, very no. tragic what happened to him and maybe hey maybe this helped him maybe this helped him get through that difficult time in his life. You know, you got to think about that as well. Like maybe, and, and, and you know, fans demanded, he's like, all right, why don't we do it? And he talks, talks to Warner Brothers, they're okay with it. They said, okay, we'll give you this much money to, to you know, add on to it. And maybe we'll be able to sell it again. And I think, but I think what Warner Brothers was really hoping for is that they would do another theatrical release and therefore make more money off of it. And that's, that obviously didn't happen because of the pandemic. So there's the, there's the only part that really didn't go well for, for Warner Brothers. How are you going to do a four hour release for, uh, a movie that appeals to an audience that doesn't have a four hour attention span, you know, like it's got to, <laughs> well, it has they, to be, it has to be on a home video. I guess so. But, but um, I would have done like an intermission, maybe you can do a little intermission. Right. Oh, used to do yeah. that. Like they used to, they did it for Gandhi. Yeah. 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 Or Monty, so, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> and therefore I believe that peaceful resistance of power. Oh, go get your popcorn. <laughs> Take a bathroom. Okay, break. So, Yep. Go, yeah, this is a perfect time. Go get it. Go get it. Don't worry. I'll still be here when you get back. Just do like <laughs> something in the middle. Some little thing in the middle of the film. But but I like, okay, so let's, uh, uh, after I watched what I watched, part of me went, I think I'm just done with this, with this universe. Part of me yep. when I was, when end, when Endgame was over, I felt a little bit like, look, they did it. They de- they've done this over a decade. Um, uh, now, now it's, um, you know, like we, we finished the video game and now we can only go back 
to uh, the mode where we run around and see what we did. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like the Marvel, the Marvel, uh, the Marvel movies or shows now are kind of like that. They're kind of like, oh, like let's look, like that's what's a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier basically is, which is look, oh boy, uh, boy did we have some crazy times back in the that decade of movies. Like it's it's kind of looking back at what already happened. And I think, so part of me, like that was a, that was the end of that. And Star Wars after that three, I like, I don't want any more chapter movies. That, that was enough, <laughs> that was good enough. Now I love the Mandalorian. So I'm like, yeah, keep doing that stuff. But it's, it's, it's sort of like this idea that we need, like the, like it's bad enough trying to keep up with all of this, all of these universes, but now we need to go back and, and take what we already saw and and change that again and it just yeah. seems like it seems like overkill you know no, and i agree I'm, I'm i'm like i was never really into the dc extended universe to begin with but i'm i think they've kind of abandoned that whole idea and they're just releasing standalone films now i hope that's what yeah. they're trying to do because that's that's a better strategy like they're looking at uh, i think a shazam 2 which is fine that first shazam movie was pretty good um i heard uh black adam which is one of them i heard which is kind of like uh i don't it's the rock is in it so maybe that'll be good uh, but i hope they kind of if they do try to tie this together they should take more time and not feel like they have to rush it out because that's that was the big mistake they made uh, i will say this about the marvel cinematic universe wandavision and and winter soldier has got me back into that a little bit and and interested in in what's coming next so i am gonna you know still watch that kind of stuff for the marvel movies um but yeah the dc stuff we'll see we'll see what happens i mean they're also doing stuff like the joker movie like the joaquin phoenix joker movie which has nothing to do with anything it's just a standalone movie right so that's they're doing all kinds of stuff over there at Warner Brothers, and uh, wow. I don't know. And I didn't care for the Joker movie. I don't think you liked it either. No, right? I didn't Joker like it much movie? either. No, it was pretty much yeah. Taxi Driver to me. It was the same movie as Taxi Driver. So, yeah, or the anyway. King of the King of Comedy. Or the King of, the King of Comedy. Sorry, that's more yeah. accurate. Yeah, King of Comedy. It was sure. the King of Comedy, and and not to mention they actually went to the pearls, hitting the sidewalk again, and <laughs> and like some of that stuff. Like it's not even like, a Batman movie. It's not, uh, it's not even a Batman and, movie, and they did it. And in fact, I made that joke on the Hollywood Reporter, and I had like ten thousand trolls uh, going, "No, no, it's going to be different. No, no, there will not, there not, there's not going to be any origins. No, 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 there's going to be no pearls. You just wait and see." Yeah, where were they when the movie came out? Where were yeah. they? They they weren't they weren't going back to that tweet, going like, "Oh, I guess you were right. Oh, <laughs> I guess they did show it again." Like, uh, yeah, like like DC has had uh, like if you want the truth. Shazam was my favorite of the movies. I love it. Is I mean, I like the Wonder Woman. I like the first Wonder Woman movie. That was yeah. pretty good. Number two was I agree. dumb, but the but yeah, they're like um, yeah, you're right. Shazam is is one of the best, and that's kind of that was one that they took a chance with, and they made it different tone in tone. It was funnier. Yeah. It was you know that that that's where they took risks and they paid off. So I agree. What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude. I don't even know how to pee in this thing. Uh, we got to wrap things up. Um, let's do a couple of recommendations. Have you, uh, I, I can't remember. Sorry. Are you on Apple TV plus right now? Um, I had at one point I had access uh, because of a new iPhone. Uh, I don't believe I do now. Okay. Well, I'm going to, here's my pitch. Uh, two things I actually want to mention yeah. here uh, having to do with Apple TV plus the first one I want to mention, because it's something I wanted to st us to talk about on this podcast, eventually, whenever you get around to seeing it. And that is a series on Apple TV plus called for all mankind. Um, and I don't want you, if you know what it's about, don't say, all I'll say is that it's about I the, don't. it's about the Apollo program, Apollo space program. Um, it's really good. It, it's like a really well done period drama so it's like a it's like a madman level 60s period drama so like great set 
great production design, feels authentically like the 60s. All this stuff is really, really good. Uh, but it's a different type of story. It's a different type of story about that program. So that's why I would recommend it. I think there's a lot for us to, to take out of it. So whenever you get around to watching it, it doesn't have to be right away. We'll talk about it on the podcast. And the other one that you're definitely going to have to watch, because this one is like it just won a bunch of awards and it's getting lots of buzz, is, uh, is Ted Lasso. Oh, yes which, which yeah. I watched uh, I watched it in a weekend first season. I'm uh, coming at this from like a, a humble position because I didn't like, I don't like, I didn't like Jason Sudeikis. I, I told you, right? It was, he was like, to me, what Andy Samberg is to you. But this is a very <laughs> right. different, and it's because he always plays like kind of a sleazy guy. Like every time you see Jason Sudeikis yeah. in a movie, he's like the, the sleazy sidekick or the best friend who's like, trying to do something weird um but this character this character is not like that at all it's a very very different character it's unlike anything he's ever played and not only that but it's about and i know you you love soccer you love football you watch the world cup and it's all about soccer it's all about it's about oh. it's about a, a an american football coach like american football who gets hired to be a coach of a british soccer team and all the characters are amazing so there you go Two. so definitely watch ted lasso but also while you're on apple tv plus watch for all mankind that sounds amazing. I will do. I will do that. That's. Uh, the, they both sound. Uh, they both sound like things I would be interested in. So yeah. absolutely. So I started a long process of catching up with the Oscar-nominated films. I've watched two documentaries and two Best Picture uh, nominees. And my favorite so far is a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's free, so you gotta watch it. It's called My Octopus Teacher about a, a guy who befriends an octopus. Believe it or not. And uh, it really is a magical and beautiful film. It's not very long. We're talking, we're complaining about the superhero movie. Uh, well, um, I think my octopus teacher is uh, an hour and 20 minutes. And it is, it's lovely. And it makes you uh, feel emotions for an octopus and makes you think about the world in a, in a way that you didn't think about it before. So I love it. I love that movie. So that's, that's, that for me so far is the, is, is the uh, one to beat. For documentary, for for anything, okay. I just uh, I, I I've enjoyed it. Like I've seen two best picture nominees. Well, I'll save that for when we have that. Yeah, talk. yeah, we'll talk about that later on. Um, yeah, 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 and uh, okay. but uh, and and so far I'm sort of like yeah, I've seen some good movies, but that one I think is a great movie. So my octopus teacher, check it out. I will for sure. That's coming up. I guess we're about a month away from the Oscars, right? It's happening in the end of April. So yeah. yeah. Okay. It's time for me to start working on those as well. I'll start getting down that list. And, and the only one I've only seen one so far, as far as the best picture nominees, which is the trial of the Chicago seven. So I'll get on that as well. Yes. And that, that I saw that one as well. So that's one of the other ones that I've seen. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the media nerds. I'm Dan Vettabunker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you in the ass.